Merry Christmas, you wonderful. Now dig on this. Sir, I want to buy thee. Stop it. Okay. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today, oh boy. Uh, first of all, Merry Christmas. Yay! Oh boy, do we have something here for yeah, you. They, uh. All right. So, uh, we watched Christmas Shoes. Yeah. There's actually a movie. Yeah, You've probably heard of the awful song. Yeah. Um, this movie is an awful movie based off the awful song. Uh, starring Rob Lowe and nobody else. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just get started. Um, Brian, <laughs> 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 why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of information about what this plot was even about? I'll do my best. Like, how do you stretch a five-minute song into an hour-and-a-half film? Well, how? You don't. <laughs> uh, the film is about, you know, Rob Lowe, who is a, uh, a lawyer uh, for for some kind of uh, law firm. Uh, I don't know. He's what, a lawyer, yeah. Hey, I don't know what he's a... I don't know what type of law he practices, but it has to do with farms and fish and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, he's an inattentive father, uh, always misses his daughter's recitals, the, you know, kind of that classic trope. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, there's another family. Mm -hmm. uh, the, his daughter is in a choir, and this other family, the mother, is a, uh, is a the teacher. teacher, is the teacher for the choir. And, oh, oh boy, wouldn't you it. bet... She's got something wrong with her. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, Rob Lowe is, you know, his family is, they're rich, uh, or they're, they're well they're, off. They're well off. And, uh, but he's just inattentive because he spends all his time working. Yeah. And the other family, oh, they're, they're not too, so well off, but they love each other so much, and of course, golly gee, uh, old mom's got something wrong with her. She's got a bad ticker. And uh, it's basically one of those... I mean, I know they gave the, the the name of it, but really, it's just undefined mom syndrome. Yeah, it's yeah. It, she died of what Anakin's mom died of. Uh, Padme first. Oh, oh, oh Anakin's mom. Okay. Yeah, Shmi. Shmi. <laughs> um, yeah, she died of a broken heart. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the movie is. Well, honestly, yeah, honestly, it's just look how sad this is. Yeah, the it, movie. It's it, the rest of the movie is pretty much that, you know, that counting do uh, counting down clock from the show Twenty Four <laughs> of when this lady's gonna croak. And uh, so Rob Lowe's wife, who is you know she's she's unemployed, um, she's a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And uh, she um, she gives up a job interview so that they can be a dual-income family and afford a nice uh, a bigger place. Uh, and she decides to fill in for, uh, for sick mom and be the music teacher. Because, lo and behold, she used to have, uh, she majored in music when she went to, to college. Uh-huh. And she, uh, she decided to switch and do business stuff. And she will never let Rob Lowe, uh, forget that he's a bad person for providing for his family. Yeah. Um, there's actually a big subplot about... Like this group of farmers who are all about to lose their land to like a big shady corporation. Yeah. Um, and he is the only person in town trying to stop it, and he's demonized for it yep. by this by this uh, his wife. Like he, like the like he met with the farmers, and yeah, you know, the farmers were like, "Oh, you're the only, you're the first person who ever took us seriously and came down here to, to actually see it." And there's like. Ten families of farmers who are all about to be unemployed and, and like have literally nothing, and the mom's yeah. like, "Yeah, well, you missed the recital." Like, yeah, mom's a bitch. There's yeah. just no way. But she, a she's, little bit. She yeah. is not in the right in this whole movie. Um, she's actually annoying. Even at the end, when he has a change of heart and he's like, I, "I'm gonna start coming to more uh, things. I want to build a. I want to build a, a family together. I want to build memories." She was like. Yeah, but um, you were still late to this thing. Where were you all day? I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, she is the most unpleasant person I have ever seen. Like the fa like they didn't say how it ended, um, but oh, they implied how it ended. Yeah, the farmers lost their land. Uh, that's oh, the the far I, I think the farmers were like the 
the story of the farmers, I think, would have been a far more interesting movie. I was more interested to see that one. Yeah. In fact, even at the end of the movie, the farmer comes up and tells the wife, he's like, ma'am, this man, I, I know he's been missing a lot of family functions, and you can see it really gets to him, and we know that it's tough for him, but he is the only person worth you know, that's actually fighting for us and trying to save our farms, and for that, we are all eternally grateful. And she turns around, and she was like, so this is why you were late, huh? I'm like, oh my gosh, you were you were awful. You are yeah. not a good person. I, I wish he put that much work in our marriage. Like, oh my goodness, lady, you are you are sinister. I don't think I don't know. Uh, I, I no, just it's she's shitty. she's shitty. The whole movie is shitty, but yeah, the 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 movie wraps up with uh yeah with the, the little kid going to the store. And, uh, yeah, getting the shoes, but not having enough money, like, Just in the, like song. the song says. And, uh, Rob Lowe having a, uh, you know, change of heart, but, and, no, uh, not really. I guess not. He kind of just. Yeah, here, here's the money for your stupid shoes. Like, uh, go. This is like, cause a kid just, like, was holding up the lines, like, here, here, let's just move <laughs> along, let's go. Now, it kind of, it kind of. Makes me think that, like, throughout the movie, the uh, there's another teacher who he's friends with, the little kid, mm -hmm. and uh, Dalton. Yeah, Dalton, and uh, he's helping the kid collect tin cans uh, in order to in order to sell them for a nickel each and and buy all the money for his mom's shoes and just a lot of trouble where where you could just give the kid twenty bucks. Like now he's got to earn this gift, otherwise, well, I guess he doesn't in the end. But, yeah, <laughs> but like you know, that's a lesson to Dalton. Once, like we don't want no freeloaders in our society. I guess we don't want no stinking farmers who are about to lose their land because of their freeloading. Yeah, maybe maybe Dalton just doesn't have any friends, and like that—that's this kid is the closest friend he has. A. Like, I guess I could spread garbage around the city, <laughs> like, and we could have it make a day of it. Like, he literally steals uh, some old lady's garbage, and she's like, What are you gonna do with all those cans? He's like, ah, just trying to make the world a better place. And then he takes the kid to this back alley where all the <laughs> trash is spread. I'm like, You could have just sold it for him, you know? And yeah, give just give him the money. <laughs> Or, you know, just give them the money in general. Like, you don't have to spread garbage around the city. Yeah, just give them the money in general and let the trash people take the trash. <laughs> so, the movie is a little bit, we'll say, unfocused, which is kind of yeah. weird because the movie really only has one focus. Yeah. Uh, which is, alright, this lady's, uh, this lady's, it's like an advent calendar to, to sadness. Well, no, she like the 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 dying family or the the family with the dying mother kind of took a back seat to Rob Lowe's shitty marriage. Yeah, um, I will say that uh, there's one thing that I, I kind of thought was um, was not funny but interesting, which was uh, as What's we that? were talking, like it almost seemed like they were trying as hard as they could to be. Over the top, dramatic, and schmaltzy. Well, and they 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 succeeded. Like it, it's as I was as I was saying, like it, it's almost a parody of this movie. Like, like the mother's dying, and she says something like along the lines of, "Every time you feel your heart beat, you'll know I'm there." No, no, the kid says that, and he says, "Every time I feel my heart beat, I know you're there." And I'm like, "No, who?" wrote a line just as over-the-top, almost- it's almost cynically schmaltzy, like, it's uh, almost like, here you go, you little apes, take this. Uh, though it does make me wonder if we're the cynical ones, where we're just going- where we're just cringing at the- at the bad writing, uh. where- where, like, other people would- would be going, Oh, that's so sweet of that oh. little boy. He's, he's really gonna miss his mommy. Oh, that's so sad. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know something. And here's where I think I have to talk a little bit about the song "Christmas Shoes." Yeah. Um, just to get it all out there is that uh, "Christmas Shoes" is a terrible song. That's it. it. it, it it's kind of exploitative. Yes. In, in its own way. Like my uh, like the the song is basically like the last five minutes of the movie, uh, yeah. where there's a little kid. Well, they played it in the last five. Yeah, minutes they of did. The, movie too. <laughs> the kid is you know he wants to get these fucking shoes for his sick mom, and uh, instead of being with her, and yeah. <laughs> uh, and the uh, 
the, the guy's like, Alright, you don't have enough money, and the kid's like, Oh, hurry up, sir, count this money. And then the guy's like, Oh, yeah, I'm a... Let me, let me pay for these shoes. Makes me feel good. And at the end of the song, the guy, he's very passionate, this guy, about buying shoes. Yeah. Um, he says something along the lines that, like, like, God sent this little kid to show me what Christmas is all about. And I'm like, man, that's a shitty message for a Christmas song right there. That God killed somebody so this man could get his Christmas spirit again. It, like, that yeah. actually happened. That's a line in the song. And I'm like... Well, I think your priorities are a little bit, uh... Or, or maybe you're a little bit self-centered. Yeah, like, maybe you did a good thing for a person and you should just be like, Oh, that's nice. No, God orchestrated this... <laughs> this death and this little child buying the shoes to show me what Christmas was all about. Like, that would be a much better how the Grinch stole Christmas, like how his heart grew three sizes. Like, it's all... it's almost like the, uh... it's almost like the viewpoint of a sociopath, like... <laughs> God struck down these people so that I may prosper. <laughs> so that I may know the true meaning of joy. <laughs> In a way, I'm God. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, the the song is awful. I, I yeah. Anyone who knows the song probably either says, Oh, it's such a sad, sweet song, and they are wrong. Um, the song is just, it's, like you said, it's just exploitation for exploitation's sake. I, 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 there, there are two people... Uh, there's two pe types of people who listen to that song. There's the people who say, it's such a sad song, but I love it, and other people who are in our camp who are just like, this song is so over-the-top schmaltzy mm -hmm. that it's garbage. <laughs> so, this was this movie a Hallmark movie? Uh, I want to say it was either Hallmark or Lifetime, or, you know, just one of those, uh, one of those, uh, kind of, uh, budget movies that, that don't really have uh, great stories or acting, but really are over the top with melodrama. Like, um, I know I know it's definitely a TV movie because yeah. of the uh, commercial, commercial breaks. Commercial breaks. Um, and it's not like, uh, not like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where every now and again, like, you know, they edit it for TV and fade to black or something. Like, no, this movie had the commercial breaks that seemed baked in. Like, there's one scene where the kid's like, Oh no, the store's closed! I can't get the shoes because the store's closed! And then oh, it goes, yeah. like, you know, the musical sting, and then it goes to it commercial. to black. Yeah, and then it comes back and the kid's like, Oh, I can't believe that it's closed still. Oh, sorry, the door gets stuck sometimes, or the door locks for some reason. Yeah, and that was it. And it's like... That was your cliffhanger. Like, well... Man, oh man, like, from the outside, it looked like the store was closed. I guess they really fooled me, because inside, it was bustling. Santa had I a know. bunch of kids on his lap. Oh, yeah, and the thing, the without a commercial break, there, there's no suspense. <laughs> it's like, oh, like the, why, why are they closed? Why are they closed? Oh, sorry about that. We're not closed. Like, imagine, I, I almost want to rewrite it or just cut out the commercial parts. Yeah. Because it make it sound it'd be even funnier. Oh, why is it closed? Sorry, it's open. <laughs> oh, oh. why did you write that in the movie? Uh, listen, uh, the original intent was that was going to be the, uh, the, the ending of the second part of this movie. Uh, this is going to be a trilogy, and part three all revolved around the Christmas shoes itself. By, by having things fade to black, you're just, you're just asking us to put credits Right? Like, it fades to black as he's pounding on the door, and then the credits come up. He never gets those shoes to her. Like, and the credit- I, I don't remember hearing the, in the credit song, but to me the credit song would be Christmas Shoes. Uh, of course. Um, but, again, going to- like, because this movie wasn't anything, except for over-the-top, uh, exploitative, super schmaltzy moments, like- Yeah. The sick mother, who looks very good for being a sick person. She- she looked very lively. For someone on the doorway of death. Like, um, she just had the- the- the fake, I'm calling it to work, sick voice. <laughs> So they, uh, like, they have a scene where she's like, I love to dance. Can you dance one last time? And the guy picks her up and starts, you know, beating her around the room or like, whatever. He, he kind of swings her around. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this, it's trying so hard to tug at the heartstrings. It's almost like, it's almost like somebody who's trying too hard for your attention. Yeah. Like, somebody who's trying too hard to tell a joke or something. Only this was trying to tell a sad story. Like, I would have given this movie some kind of res a little bit of respect if, uh, 
Like they crammed a bunch of, uh, like, uh, product placements. <laughs> like the shoes were Nikes? Yeah, Nikes, or, like, he's swinging her around, and she, you know, he gives her Coca-Cola. Oh, it's like Mac and me, she gets better. <laughs> yeah, like, like it, it, I, I would respect the movie for, you know, being the... Uh, kind of schmaltzy, you know, uh, manipulative thing if they were at least overt about it. Like, if, uh, like, if they're like, all right, you know, I would have, I, I agree. I think if this movie was such a huge sellout, there'd be a part of me that would almost respect it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got balls, movie, I'll yeah. give you that. Like, we both know what you're trying to do, and... But at least you're, you're putting it out on the table. You're not lying to us <laughs> and saying that you're trying to make a good movie, because yeah. you're not. No. That, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, other great product placements, like, uh, like, I mean, Taco Bell's gotta be in there oh, somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, uh, maybe that's, when they're all singing, um, at the Christmas carols at the end, like, there's like a Crunchwrap Supreme or something in their hands. Like, maybe he's picking up. Uh, Taco Bell wrappers and, and, and cashing them in at the Taco Bell. Or, or it's, uh... <laughs> that would be pretty funny. It'd be like, you know, Taco Bell has this new thing where, you know, bring in a uh, used wrapper and we'll give you five cents and everything like that. Yeah. And so, like, that's baked into the story. Like, I gotta go down to the Taco Bell and turn in these Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme wrappers to get the five cents. So if I get... Let's see, 20 Crunchwrap Supreme wrappers, uh, and then that's a dollar right there, and then if I get- if I get 20 of those, like, okay, I think I can get this with the- yeah, that would be fucking hilarious, actually. And then, like, uh, and then, you know, as the- as he's turning him into the- the cashier, off of Voidin, Utah, Tennessee, and Alabama. Connecticut. <laughs> um... And then that would actually make the scene where the teacher finds the the garbage and spreads it over even funnier. It just, it, it's just like it's not even valuable trash it's, anymore. It's all Crunchwrap Supremes. Like it's disgusting Taco Bell garbage, and it's still got some cheese and stuff uh, in there. Someone like uh, spit their gum <laughs> in, in between some wrappers. How much you want those shoes, kid? Yeah. That, to be fair, this would be. I would be even more satisfied with this story if it went the Crunchwrap Supreme yeah. route. Yeah. Like, you know what? It's it's a shameless bit of product placement, but it, it is so hard baked into the story at this point. It, it's a shameless bit of product placement, but the whole the whole movie in and of itself is shameless. Yeah, and uh, I guess in a way that is our. Uh, uh, probably our overall review of it is just a shameless, sh uh, schmaltzy, over-the-top movie. Yeah. And, like, there is a part of me that appreciate that enjoys it. Um, and that's a sad part of me I don't like. <laughs> but there is a part of me that just can't help but laugh when something ridiculously over-the-top happens. Like, I can't believe that they're, they're doing this. Like, this is almost manipulative. It's... It's really, it's it's all like you said before. It's almost parody, yeah, uh, of a real situation. Like, like I, 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 I'm sure, like this happened, like the this you know storylines like this happen, probably unfortunately a lot around the world. But I don't think it's this saccharine. Like, yeah, I I, I would be surprised if uh, like, like I've seen melodrama movies before. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever seen one where the yeah I think it's a, a perfect marriage of bad writing and melodrama yeah. that makes things like because there's some part of me that feels uh, like if we went the Crunchwrap Supreme route yeah. then at least we would know that the the writer was just making a paycheck that everyone yeah. involved was involved for money yeah but if uh, the writing is just bad on its own there's a sad part of me that thinks I wonder if the person who wrote this really really thought they were writing something good uh, they might have like, like I, oh that's uh, that's even worse to think yeah because like otherwise like why put that in there? <laughs> like, there are so many things that you can just say, why put that in there with this movie? Yeah. Like, this movie, surprisingly enough, has a body count. Has a bigger body count than a lot of Christmas movies. Oh, yeah, because the, the, uh, the old lady died Yeah, two people well. died in this movie. And, uh, on screen, well, 
I guess the old lady kind of died off screen, but you saw yeah. them. Both of them died off screen, but you saw their corpses. Like uh, this, this, uh, this, this movie has a bigger body count than a Christmas Carol that had four ghosts. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, it's right. Um, like the only person who really technically died during a Christmas Carol was Scrooge and Tiny Tim, but they undid that. Yeah, they quantum leaped it, and so that everything was fine. Yeah. Um. Actually, now I think about it, what if, what if was this was just like an early ex quantum leap experiment that uh, that it really wasn't um, Jacob Marley or the four ghosts or anything? It was just Al and Sam trying to save Scrooge and everything. I like okay, so there there's a a hiccup with the the whole quantum leap system and it sends him back uh, to the 1800s instead of his in his own lifetime. That's true, and the funny thing is. There's precedence. He actually got sent back to the Civil War one time. Huh. So it is possible that Ziggy could make a mistake like this. All right. So, uh, so it pretty much the the entire works of Dickens in in, in the Christmas Carol is based off of Sam going back in time. Uh, and being Scrooge. Um, I don't think he's Scrooge. I do think that he is one of the ghosts. He leaps into a ghost. How does that even work? He's leaped into a monkey before, so he can leap into <laughs> yeah, a ghost. Yeah, but he's leap he's leapt into, you know, living things. Yeah, this, and, you know, Quantum Leap like to push that envelope every now and again. Like, where's the ghost go? <laughs> it goes into the waiting room where it's, it's... Like, it, it would have to go ooh. into Sam's body and... And, and it, it wants life again. Yeah, and it's not going back. Well, I mean, it, as long as it stays in that chamber, it does, so it tries to organize a breakout. And, uh, and I imagine that... Okay, hear me out. Alright, I'm listening. So, in the original history, Scrooge dies and Tiny Tim dies. Yeah. Alright, so, um, Sam comes back as Jacob Marley. Okay. Um, he leaps into Jacob Marley and the four or the three ghosts are just Al wearing different outfits uh, <laughs> as a hologram. And he's trying to, uh, which has kind of happened in one of the episodes anyway. Yeah. But uh, he's kind of trying to make the, uh, um, like, Scrooge see the error of his ways. And at the end, when he wakes up and it's Christmas morning, he changes his ways like, oh, like you won't believe this, Sam, but Tiny Tim, he actually survives. And then that's it. He leaps out. So this makes some implications about Scrooge because there's only a certain dynamic of folks who are ever able to see see Al. That's true. That's true. Um, so that means either, yeah, that means a lot of things. <laughs> um, you know that there are a few episodes. Again, there was an episode where uh, Al actually did all of this. You know, did the Ghosts of Christmas Future, Present, and Past thing, and okay. the guy could see it. And I forget what bullshit reason they gave for it, but. Um, they did it anyway, so we're gonna say that this guy was, uh, a Scrooge in his old age, um, old people can sometimes do it, cause that old lady in one of the episodes heard Sam- or heard Al. Didn't she have dementia? Yes, and that is the implication I'm making with Scrooge. Uh, so Scrooge has a little bit of dementia. What other person would- <laughs> would completely change his tune after seeing a bunch of ghosts? Uh -huh. Like, what other person sees ghosts, honestly? Well, I guess normal people, but I guess uh, I've seen a ghost. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> maybe it was just maybe it was just Al. Maybe it was just Al. I hope you. That's even worse. <laughs> you know, what? like we don't want it to be Al. We want like we, we just uh, want it to be ghosts. We want the dead to be here. <laughs> That's the best case scenario. Otherwise, you're you're seeing things. Otherwise, <laughs> you're mush brain. <laughs> well, maybe I was maybe I was young. You can see Al when you're very young too. Eh, maybe yeah, you're not. You're, you're not helping yourself. Yeah. I have an encyclopedic knowledge of quantum leap, so I will be able to find something to get to weasel my way out of it. <laughs> I was I was I was under six years old, so I was able to see uh, see him. And you just leap into my body, and and. You hate it because it's like it, it's just everything's so far away. If I ever leaped in your body, I think there would be just an instant of. At first, I think it would be, oh, cool, I'm Brit. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of things I don't want to be about Britain. Like first of all, there's the height issue because I know as yeah. soon as I leap in, like oh, 
Oh, my back! Oh, jeez. Oh, this poor guy. Well, all right. Might as well, uh... I might as well go to the bathroom. You know what? No. <laughs> I'm not doing that either. I'm peeing in my britches. Ah. Uh. Hey, what are you doing? I guess you're me. I guess you're in my... I guess we switched places. Like in episode, uh, yeah. season four, episode one of Quantum Leap. Uh, so you're in... I guess you're in... Your soul is is taking over me, and I imagine you're like, oh, I can't see past this nose. <laughs> how yeah, does he? Just, how does he see anything? Jeez, like, what if I just? Is that better? You to get some rubber bands and you tie it to my chin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you leave that nose alone. <laughs> that nose is sculpted by sculpted by the gods. Yeah, Hades. Shut up, you know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. Fine. Is that me leaving this yeah. in your body? You know, it's funny because in almost every television show, especially in the 80s or whatever, yeah. there was always a moment where, like, the characters swapped places. Yeah. Um, they didn't have to be, like, a Freaky Friday kind of thing. Uh, it could just been, like, they pretended to be the other person or what have you, but there was almost always, like, an episode like that. Yeah. Um, like, the only other one that comes to my mind was, uh, the A-Team, where at the very end of one of the episodes, um, Face puts on, like, Murdoch's jacket and pretends to be, you know, Murdoch, and then they come and take him away and send him to the VA hospital. <laughs> and that was it, that's where the episode ended, but I kind of wish that they would have gone further with it, you know? Like, how the hell is he gonna get out of this one? Yeah. Though, if they didn't do a uh, personality swap episode in Perfect Strangers, oh my they goodness. have missed out. Like, I don't know enough about Perfect Strangers. That's your, that's your, uh, your encyclopedic uh, show. Uh, that, that was not a sh Like, I stopped watching Perfect Strangers, I think, when I was ten. So it's hardly an encyclopedic knowledge. Like, we watched, uh, together, we watched, I think, the first season, the entire first season, and then a little bit of the second season before we just kind of... It, it wasn't a moment where we just sat there and were like, You know what, Britain? I'm done with this show. Yeah. It just came to a point where we were like, Alright, you wanna watch, uh... Something else? Yeah, like, yeah, we'll get back to the perfect... That's always the death nail. Yeah. We'll get back to it, but first let's just check out... Yeah, you know, I just wanna watch an episode of, uh, of, you know, Thundercats or something else that just took <laughs> over. Because, you know, as a kid, I used to love Perfect Strangers. I, I think mainly because there was a guy on it who would speak funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was it. Um, it didn't, doesn't translate to the, you know, the... The, the human mind. Yeah. Uh, um, when I was a kid, I was aware of Perfect Strangers, uh, but I can't remember ever watching any episodes, but I knew of Balky. Uh, yeah. Balky was almost like an Urkel-level uh, yeah. character in my mind, like, where I don't have to watch a show to know who Balky is. Like, it was just a name that I think just stuck with me my entire life, also. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, um, for all the people, all of our fans that really, really like Perfect Strangers, um, we don't share that opinion. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it did not live, it did not age well. Maybe, okay, I do remember watching one episode where everything that Balky touched died. That was one episode that I do remember. Which, I don't. Um, we actually watched that recently. Uh, I say recently, it was like four years ago. Um, we watched that because I was like, I know this episode exists. And I remember flipping through and finding it. And uh, and I was like, yeah, it's some weird curse or something that he had from the, the motherland or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, Meepos. Yeah, Meepos. And uh, like, every, like he came in, I, I still remember him coming in with his flowers and being sad. He's like, I've got the curse there, uh, friend, uh, cousin Larry. Uh, that was his name, right, Larry? Yeah. Okay. I've got the curse, cousin Larry. And at the end, he touches Larry, and Larry doesn't die, and he knows the curse has been lifted by some reason. There, there are two episodes that I I remember of Perfect Strangers vividly. There was the ghost episode. Yep, which that we've I watched and talked we about watched, here. Uh, yeah, for the Halloween podcast, and the uh, the Balky's mural episode where they're treasure hunting. Oh. I I have to see that one. Yeah. That, that seems... Or is it one of those bullshit things where... The sun... That... I don't know what... I don't know what? why he's that... Uh, he's like Italian now. The sun... She shines so brightly. Ah. Ah. 
Why is he saying that? Uh, that like that's the treasure, the sun, like the sunlight oh, or something. Uh, I don't remember how it ended. Like I, I think the the way it ended is that uh, they had busted every wall in the uh, in their house, uh, but uh, the only wall left was the mural that Balky painted. Oh. And I think at the end, uh, cousin Larry couldn't didn't have the heart to break it down, and they didn't find any treasure. Oh, that sucks. So I don't want to watch it then. Um, uh, there was an episode of Step by Step where they were going treasure hunting, um, and like they it got to a beach and they were like, all right, they found this big X in the sand, which I guess yeah. had been there since pirate times, which I don't get. And instead of you know, like, oh look, X marks the spot, so they buried around the X. They didn't bury on the X. Like, literally, the X in the sand, they just buried- they, they just went to a, a hole, like, a few feet away, and started digging there. Why? And, I don't know. I never understood that. And they didn't find any treasure, but in the middle of looking, they turn around, they see the sun, and Cody's like, Look at that sun. That's the treasure right there. And they're satisfied with that, and they, they leave. And I'm like, I always frustrate me, it's like, well, why don't you just dig on the fucking X, guys? Uh, this yeah. isn't rocket science. I know. Though, I, I guess the, uh... Yeah, I, I guess the family rich with pirate treasure would be uh, a different, uh... You know, the show would be different. It'd be like the last season of Roseanne. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final episode, we find out that Cody actually had a heart attack many, many seasons ago, and the issue just pretended that, I don't know. That's how, that's how Roseanne ended. Yeah. Uh, she she actually, you know, Dan died of a heart attack and she just kind of couldn't deal with it. So she pretended like he was still alive. Like, that's a thing that actually happened. Yeah. And th that's crazy to me. Like, and uh, when they brought the show back, they kind of just said, no. Yeah, they didn't. No, 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 no. We were just, no, 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 no. It was, is John Goodman in the, uh, yeah. the new show? Oh, okay. Yeah, he knows, uh, he knows a paycheck when he sees one. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I can't turn down, uh, my friends and fans. <laughs> Wanna be a bullfighter? Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, you know, John Goodman is a distinct voice, but it's definitely a hard voice for me to do. It's, it's a, it's a voice only he can do. Like, I mean, if he pops up in, like, cartoons, like, I always will know that it's him. Like that, ti that dinosaur from, uh, We're Back. Oh yeah, that was him. Oh, gosh. I remember wanting to see that movie when I was a kid. Did you? Like, I, I, I think that was when I was starting to tune out, uh, tune out, like, cartoons. Like, to me, I saw, uh, I was like, dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. And they're just walking around in, like, Central, or, uh, like, Times Square, like... Yeah. This sounds fucking awesome. It wasn't. We saw it, uh, I guess, a couple years ago. It was, oh my gosh, it was so bad. Really? Oh yeah, I remember it being, like... I can give it credit, it did have one of the... more interesting uh, villain deaths I've ever seen in my life. What was it? So, the villain is, like, some sort of shadow man, I don't know. And he's always got crows around him. And I guess he gets scared, and the crows turn on him, and they all just flock. And then they fly away, and they just leave nothing but, like, the screw that was in his eye. Oh, that's right. And I, I, I guess it was implied that he ate- they ate him? Yeah, that they just- they just straight up ate him. All of them, including bones, everything. Yeah. Which, I uh, yeah. Know, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's a dark ending. Like, and the funny thing is, uh, not funny, but... Uh, he just kind of accepts it. He's just like, oh, it's so scary, the birds flock over him and they just fly away. Like, not a peep. Although, I guess if he was screaming in pain, <laughs> like, it would have, like, damaged a lot of the yeah. young kids watching it. Yeah, I imagine, uh, test audience- I imagine they had the screams initially and test audiences didn't like it as much. I want to say that the screams they had were the same screams from Home Alone 2 when the birds were attacking Harry and Marv. Uh, okay, I was gonna say Judge Doom. <laughs> well, he's getting run over by the, uh, by the steamroller. You know, there's a lot of terrifying screams in, uh, in the movies we watched as kids. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, how did we survive? Did we? No. Well, did we? Did we come out the other side, uh, 
Okay. No, I guess not. If we're laughing at Christmas shoes, yeah. then I don't think we actually made it through okay. And, and, you know, though in our defense, it is Christmas shoes. Yeah, that's true. Like, I remember, um, I guess we're back on Christmas shoes a little bit, but I remember yeah. uh, you were the one who actually introduced me to this movie. I, I think, I, I don't know which one of us knew of the movie. I, I, I can't, I don't remember which one of us uh, said... Oh my god, they made a Christmas Shoes movie. I, I think I can remember, because I I, I... I think I was one who heard the song first. Um, I can't be 100% sure, but my mom uh, played it for me, like, when it was brand new. And, uh, and I remember thinking, like, this is awful. And she gets all misty-eyed, like, oh, it's so sad. This uh, Christmas Shoes was a song that would play repeatedly on the radio at work Ooh. when I was a cashier. So yeah, yeah and we, when I was eighteen, I guess there was a chance that yeah, I was about the same age. I was because yeah. I was in the air force, so you you might have heard it before me, but um, but I can tell you that it was definitely you who heard about the movie first because I think I was at work at uh, Wawa at the time, and I just get a text that has Rob <laughs> Lowe's face and it says the word Christmas shoes, and then a message from you says they actually made a movie about this, and I remember being <laughs> like. I don't know what to do with this information. Like, what do you want me to do with this? The same thing you do with any information. You just stuff it down and... <laughs> just bury it, bury it, bury it, and let it come up sometime. And, uh, yeah, we, we watched this movie one time before, and I think we had the same reaction we had with, uh, with this watch. We just wanted to share it with you guys. Yeah, actually, actually, um, if I remember what we were saying when, uh, during this watch-through is that... Yeah. It was almost worse this time for, at least for me, because I remember the movie being bad uh, last time, but yeah. I don't remember feeling so, uh, such deep cringe the first time I watched it. Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't know what it is. I think, I, I think, I, I think we just weren't prepared this time. I, I think we, we figured it was going to be cringy mm -hmm. uh, first time we watched it, watched it, but... I don't- I don't remember the cringe the first time. Yeah, I think we went into it the first time, like, you know, with, uh, we went fully armed. Like, yeah. you know, guns a-blazing kind of thing. We're just like, alright, let's, uh, let's pop this in. I think uh, it was Christmas morning. It was it really? Yeah, back when we were in M5. Um, no shit. And, uh, we, uh, we popped it in, we're like, alright, let's, let's, let's do this, let's go for it. And we, uh, like, oh, let's, we're prepared, and we were ready to riff it, and I think it was kind of underwhelming. Like, cause we were expecting something a little worse. Yeah. And this time around, I think it was just the opposite, like, well, we've seen it already, we already survived it, we know yeah. that this is just kind of going to be bland and, and dull, and then it just, like, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> you forgot about this, and then it's just like, ah, oh, oh, Britain, why didn't we prepare? And so, yeah, it hurt a little bit more. Yeah. I, I, I know how I would rewrite Christmas Shoes. Oh, okay, we haven't gotten to this yet. <clears throat> I, I know. So... Uh, how I would rewrite is, uh... <laughs> Taco Crunchwraps? It, no, like, okay. it, it's, it's gonna be an entirely different movie. Okay. It, it, so, uh, Major Christopher M. Shoes <laughs> is a part of the, uh, is a, a special ops, uh, a, a guy for, for, like, the military, probably the Navy or something like that. He's a SEAL yeah. or something like that. Okay. And he's about to go on leave. Uh, but, you know, for Christmas, but he has one more, one more operation, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, he has to get a, a uh, a defector from a, uh, a, a terrorist or, or a private military contractor turned, ter uh, turned terrorist group. Okay. Called the Mediterranean Association for Military Armaments. Okay, so, uh... Mama for short. Okay, <laughs> All right. And uh, he's going to make sure Mama sees Jesus tonight. Okay, okay. Sir, we gotta get these shoes to that Mama. See, I would have gone a little bit different. Okay. Uh, unless you have more to say. Uh, that, that's about it. Um, so you have a running gun kind of uh, shoot 'em up. Yeah. Uh, SEAL Team 6 kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, which is what people love about Christmas. Um, mine would be about the... Uh, it would be about the writing of the song Christmas Shoes. It would be... Hmm. 
overly dramatic, but it would be again, mine's probably going to be a comedy. Yeah. You know, it's gonna it's just gonna start with a guy who has an idea for a, a Christmas song, and uh, like, and he wants to do it uh, to be you know maybe a little bit exploitative. Um, yeah. And. Like, through the writing process and the people he meets along the way, and there's, like, a long, protracted court battle for, like, <laughs> you know, for something like shoes. You know, like, the term shoes is owned by uh, Reebok or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so he goes through it, and all this stuff that happens, like, along the way, like, you know, he, he meets a, bu- a group of people who, like, you know, who are also sad around Christmas time because they, too, lost court cases involving shoes for their songs. <laughs> and he does eventually learn the true meaning of Christmas. Like what the what started out as a cheap money grab actually makes him realize that Christmas is more than money well, grabs. It, it's what it made Reebok realize what a ah, Christmas. Okay, so he learns the true meaning, but they also learn the true meaning of yeah. Christmas. Okay, so it's about Reebok and not the guy right in the shoes. And uh, Reebok sponsors the. Uh, yeah, they sponsor the song, you okay. know, and, and you know for all the recording rights and uh, you know, to, and they pay for the time in the studio and all that. Like, okay, well, I got, I'll, I'll, I'll go one better. Um, go on. So they were involved in the process after uh, the beginning. It was a guy who actually works at Reebok who they asked to write a shoe-themed Christmas song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just as a cheap money grab. And um, there is no official music video for this. There's a shitty fan-made one, but there is yeah. no official music video for this. So they're shooting this uh, tie-in music video, and it's sponsored at the ass. There's Reeboks everywhere, and it's like there's no heart and soul in it, and... The guy eventually decides this isn't right. Yeah. I don't, you know, this isn't what Christmas is all about. And he tries to leave with just the song, no longer sponsored, because the song was originally, "I wanna buy these Reebok shoes," and like he, so my mom can jump. <laughs> and the guy's like, "No, I can't do this." And he he steals the song and tries <laughs> to record. It, and then Reebok tries to stop it. And at the end, his uh, his love for the holiday is what softens their heart. And then they do pay for the studio time like, in in the in the, <laughs> in the scene in the court before the jury is about to step off and uh deliberate he sings the song <laughs> he you know and it looks like the jury is going to uh like the jury's all wearing reebok gear yeah. they're wearing like, the headbands <laughs> like, the, they, they've been paid off something the foreman steps forward and does a little <laughs> pump with the shoe <laughs> a little uh, pump that you pumped it up and then it's like oh the, the, you know it's gonna lose and they all have these smarmy looks and he just yeah. stands up sir I wanna buy these shoes well, what's going on here that's the lawyer on the other side yeah. of my pump for my mama please. objection <laughs> sustain uh, overruled <laughs> sustain now he says the judge sustains it and he keeps on covering his ears but then eventually he starts singing could you hurry <laughs> your honor <laughs> And then everyone starts singing. And then that's part of the song where the kids start singing. The jury's the yeah. one who's singing instead. There's like a ten-year-old on the jury. <laughs> boy, oh boy, did some wires get crossed? And yeah. That kid got jury duty. <laughs> or it's a, uh, it's some guy who has that uh, disease from the kid from Children of the Corn. Okay, yeah. And they're all they or all. It's the last castrato. They they all. <laughs> They're all very young, and they all have the same- they're all castrates, and they sing the same. And that's when the prosecutor knows the- the courtroom stands, and they're all singing Christmas shoes. The prosecutor tears up the, uh, the, uh, the- the the file, or whatever. He's the last holdout, and finally, at the end, Could you hurry, sir? And then everyone joins in as he's tearing up the thing. Much time. They all hug and cry, and it's it's a beautiful moment. And Christmas shoes goes forward as as it uh, as it is written. I, I don't know if that's that's more or less schmarmy than the one that was already made. Well, I'm gonna say this. Uh, mine's a comedy. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I can automatically say that it's less. I think because it's doing it as a joke. You know, again, mine is more of a parody, whereas this is a parody that doesn't know it's a parody. Yeah. So, that is my Christmas Shoes movie, which, honest to goodness, again, it's so stupid that I would actually probably like it. Or I would like the end, the courtroom scene. Yeah, oh yeah, the courtroom scene would, uh, it sells the movie. Like, the... 
the, uh, I also, part of me kind of wants to see what the music video, the finished music video would be if, like, Reebok got their way with it. Uh, I imagine it would be, it would be a hip-hop beat of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably sung by a, a famous singer of the time that is kind of popular, but not too popular. Okay. Uh, let's say, when did this come out? 2002? Yeah. So what, like, uh, Chameleonaire? Okay. Oh, okay. All right, I can get behind that. And, uh... Or Jaw Rule or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Reebok shoes! He has a very deep voice, that Jaw Rule. And, and uh... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that, that's it. It's, uh... I, I, I like your idea, and I'm gonna build upon it a little bit. Go on. So, it is a hip-hop song. You know, there's Reebok everywhere. And the mama who gets the shoes is a little old lady with, uh, with, like, you know, the big white hair and everything. Yeah. And she's on a basketball court. And she learns how to, and <laughs> she, she's... She learns how to dunk. Yeah, she dunks on, like, uh, again, a famous basketball player at the time. But not too famous. Yeah, again, like, you know, we're, we're not gonna get Michael Jordan or Scottie uh, Pippen, you know? No, no, maybe, uh... Charles uh, Barkley, or something. not even yeah. Charles Barkley. Like uh, who? Who is? Uh, who is that short guy that we had that was on the uh, 76ers for a little while? Uh, I mean, uh, Allen Iverson. Yeah, Allen Iverson. Okay, you know what? That's fair because he had a rap career too. In fact, he can do the rap. Did, he had a rap career. He had a rap career. Yeah, around, rap. around 2001, it was like it, it kind of came and went very quickly. Uh, that's the perfect time. Yeah, and uh, so he he's so trying to hold on to that rap career, and he's also trying to remain you know re- you know a little bit more relevant at this time, and because uh, you know things have like they just lost in the finals, you know. Yeah. And he's like ah, oh. so yeah, that's he's, he's trying be- to get that sponsor money too yeah. from Reebok. So and I think they probably they probably sponsored him because oh really good, he was a he was a great player he was like a. Like a fantastic player, so uh, like I haven't heard of anything from the 76ers since him. Uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, I'm not gonna get into it, but yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> um, he was probably a better player than the team that he was on. Gotcha. That kind of thing. And, gotcha. But uh, yeah, he would be the perfect. Pl- and like, you know, the songs about her getting the shoes. Like, she's doing bad against him at first until the Christmas shoes come in. I don't know why she's trying to dunk on AI uh, before she gets the Christmas shoes. But when yeah. she gets them, oh boy, oh boy, she drops her cane <laughs> and she does like a she does a freaking uh, sky hook kind of thing. And she just floats around and dunks it on him. I, like, I, she's great. I, I imagine it's almost like that. Like, like Jordan, like it's she's dunking in slow motion and the flashes from the cameras, and then she dunks in the uh, the backboard shatters, and then then as soon as that happens, it's like you know it, that's mid song towards the yeah. end, and then sir, I wanna buy these shoes, yeah, from my grandma, please. Yeah, honestly, I I hate to say it, but yeah, this. This feels right. This feels like a, like, uh, this feels like a Reebok-sponsored music video, almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, 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 it's, it's a parody, but there is almost a sense of, like, this could happen. Like, the good, the best thing about parody and satire is that, uh, especially satire, is that, um, it's ridiculous, but it also kind of uh, highlights some sort of uh, some sort of point, you know, or, or plausibility to it. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't work as satire, and that that's kind of you know that would be the perfect satire for it. Like, yeah, I anyone who's watching here in podcast land, like, make a flash video, please, of our flash. Yeah, oh, do people not use flash anymore? Fla- uh, flash. Uh- Flash isn't used anymore. Put it on Newgrounds and uh, <laughs> uh, use Java or something, and uh, like just make a little video for us of uh, the Reebok version of Christmas shoes. You can take any liberties you like and uh, uh, send a link to our comments, which is at www. We're gonna give you yeah. a real address now. Yeah, the, uh, the other one was not correct. www. Now dig on this. Podbean.com. Yeah, now dig on this. All one word. Yes. Uh, dot podbean.com like the other way around it didn't work no um so yeah please 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 make a a christmas shoes grandma duncan on ai music video and you will get a prize you'll get a shout out from britain good job 
Good job, Sex Panther 1183. <laughs> so, named after the, after the clone? Yeah. Oh. It's got bits of real panther in it, so you know it's good. It smells like Bigfoot's dick! Oh, one last thing to talk about the Christmas yeah. shoes before we devolve into Anchorman quotes. Go um, on. So the little kid let, uh, let a bunch of fish die in the beginning. Yeah. That had apparently been, there's like five or six of them in the fishbowl. The dad was trying to make a point. Well, you think that was foreshadowing? Well, yeah, but the dad was trying <laughs> to make a point that there was something wrong with the house. Uh, the dad was trying to make a point that, oh, you're not ready for, uh, for a puppy yet. Yeah. And, uh, there was like, his fishbowl had all six of his goldfish dead. And he's like, they've been dead for a few weeks. It's like... Man, that must stink. We were talking uh, about yeah. that, I think, for the first ten minutes of the movie. We were talking about how much that, that goldfish bowl must have stunk. Like, flush those damn things after day one, and, man. Like, he like they, he was having he was making this point during breakfast, and he brought it out and p put it right in front of his uh, pancakes. Like, I'm surprised like, he didn't throw it on the skillet. I'm surprised he didn't throw up. <laughs> yeah, look. Oh, hold on a second. There's a point about response. Rebut. He pukes into the fish tank. <laughs> well, now you're gonna have to clean up two messes, son. Sure, you're gonna have to clean this <laughs> tank of my puking fish. You see, it's breakfast time and I have to go to work. Could you hurry, sir? They're really starting to smell. You see. They've been dead for quite a while, and, uh... It, it's really making me throw a bile. And I don't know what I'll do if I have to smell them again. There's your Christmas yeah, shoes. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You know what? I'm calling it. On that note, Christmas shoes. A schmaltzy kind of over the top melodramatic uh just holiday movie if if you want if you're the type who giggles when 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 it's just so over the top then you know give this movie a try and and make fun of it with uh, with some friends but if it's not you're not missing much if you genuinely think that christmas shoes as a song uh, is a song that tugs at your heart. If it genuinely tugs at your heart, this movie will probably tug at your heart too. Yeah. Um, but if you're normal, then <laughs> then you'll probably think. However, you feel about Christmas Shoes the song, you will probably feel about Christmas Shoes the movie. Yeah. I think that's the most yeah, that's succinct fair. way to deal with this. So um, yeah, check it out if you want or don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> So that'll do it. So uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOBs. <laughs>